you are. Mike Fires. The one who screwed up the game <laughs> of baseball. Tyler White got designated for assignment. Again? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I couldn't hold it anymore. Yeah. No, he got DFA'd. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got DFA'd. That's fun. He's yeah. 29. This is how we're starting off the podcast? Yeah. With this terrible well, news? Yeah. Well, I was starting with the, with the <laughs> We Are Mike Fires thing, but, you know, I figured that was a little better. So what you're saying is Tyler White is available. Tyler White is available to pitch anytime we need him. We should get the, the whole designated. I was, I was kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to give you something Giancarlo Stanton related just to throw you off. I was dumb. Anyway, for you to think that, yes. Yeah, that too. Hello. Welcome. This is the squeeze play yep. episode two. Yeah. Oh, title pending. What, what T- title of the episode? Oh, okay. I'll find it. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Okay. Today, got a lot to cover. Um, it's been a busy week. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, a not lot. The good kind of busy either. No, a lot has happened. Um, since we last spoke, the Astros had their public apology. At the beginning of spring training. One of many apologies. One, one of one of many. But I just the, need to stop the public apology that was broadcast all over the MLB Network and that everybody saw. And then, if you weren't an Astros reporter, or if you don't follow an Astros reporter. You probably didn't see it until two days later. Yeah. I mean, other reporters were there, but it didn't get as much traction. Robo Jim. Robo Jim. Robo Jim Crane. Oh, yes, Robo Jim Crane. So Jim Crane, um, he came out with Dusty Baker, and then it it got out because, guess what? They had two chairs set off to the side, and immediately everyone was like, bet you that's for Altuve and Bregman. Sure enough, Altuve and Bregman came out. Yep. Um, They gave a very canned response or not a canned response, a canned apology. Um, they started with Jim Crane thanking fans, sponsors, the community. Thank you for sticking by us, you know, through through these tough times, which, okay, sure. <laughs> like, I get it, you know, fine. Uh, All two of you that stuck. <sighs> anyway, so they, they start with Alex Bregman, and like I said, it's a very canned response, which it's, I don't understand why they had these. He goes, I have some brief remarks that I'd like to share with you all. I'm really sorry about the choices that were made by the team, the organization, and by me. I've learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. I would also like to thank the Astro fans for all their support. We as a team are totally focused on moving on. I'm sorry, moving forward to the 2020 season. Thank you. Then it was followed by Otuve saying basically the same thing. Uh, he goes, I, will also like to, I would also like to be brief. We had a great team meeting last night, and I want to say to the whole Astros organization and the team whole Astros organization and the team feel bad about what happened in 2017. We especially feel remorse for the impact on our fans in the game of baseball. And our team is determined to move forward to play with intensity and bring a championship back in 2020. Instead of intensity, how about, you know, integrity? I feel like that would be a good word to use. Look, <laughs> English isn't how say his first language. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a... That was a press conference. It was. It was an awful um, idea of an apology. Um, they went on, and basically he answered questions. Um, 
I, I call this a joke apology because it is. It, it's a it joke. It really was. <laughs> if you did, did you get to watch any of the interview? I'm I saw sorry, any of the press. I conference? saw bits and pieces of it. He's stuff dude, that Chandler Rome and people like that were tweeting out. He does not know how to speak to a crowd. No, I, I don't know much about Crane where he got his money and all that stuff, but obviously he didn't do it being in front of a crowd of any sorts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then it, it got to the point where someone asked him. Do you feel, because he was talking about leadership, right? He's like, we did everything we could, everything that we, what, what else do you expect <laughs> us to do as an organization? We got rid of the two guys who were, air quotes, in, you know, it's the their fault. Yeah, yeah. It's, we got rid of those guys. And he goes, I don't think I should be held accountable. <laughs> shouldn't you? As the owner of this team, I feel like I shouldn't be held accountable he for should be accountable. what my team did. Yeah, in, in some reasons, he should be accountable. And I don't know what kind of accountability you can have when, really, you just... You're, you're you paying, pay them. You're paying some, someone to do a job, and you're hoping that they get that job done with the integrity that you would hope they would have. Yeah. But who's to say he didn't know something? Who's to say he didn't know something that's neither here nor there at this Jeff point? Jeff Lunau didn't know anything, remember? <laughs> Apparently he in, uh, he uh, emphasized that I didn't notice that uh, after the fact at like this past week. Yeah, um, he also was quoted, which this is the the quote that killed a lot of people. Um, Our opinion is that this did not impact the game. We had a good team. We won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. And then thirty seconds later, said maybe it impacted the game. Yeah. It, I think Jeff Passon asked him something, and he was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, here it is. He goes, uh, our opinion is that it didn't impact the game, Crane said at one point. ESPN's Jeff Passon repeated his words back to him to, and asked him to clarify. He says, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. This yeah. is great. It was This just, is fine. It just, everything's on fire. Yep. And, and then... He said something along the lines of, it's hard to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. So basically, he reiterated the same thing. He's like, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, who knows? And then someone said, well, look, you know, hey, over here, like, how do you feel? Do you you use the word cheating? And he goes, well, we broke the rules. You can phrase that however you want. So, yes. (laughs) In a sense, yeah. You you did cheat. You cheated the system. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. You're not cheating when you're speeding right you're just breaking a rule yeah but it's up to the interpretation of the lawmaker you know the rule maker who is mlb and they determined that they were cheating no i'm, I'm Where saying are you going with this no no i'm just saying <laughs> are you saying i can speed yeah you can speed because guess what you're just breaking the rules <laughs> no um what i'm saying is is that mlb is the ones that use the words cheating, right? Yeah. Therefore, they cheated. That's just... Yeah, that's... Tough. That's what it is. Um, and Dusty Baker is also there. I, I mean, I understand why he's there, but at the same time... Like he just he has got, nothing to do with he it. He got thrown into it, man. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of said, hopefully we can put this behind us. I, I hope we can learn from this, and hopefully people can forgive us. Well, not him, but yeah. us. The royal the, us. Yes. The organization as a whole. Yeah. So and this then, goes back to something that you and me talked about off air. Uh, should the Astros be sold? I vote yes. <laughs> sold. I mean, you can't force him to sell. I, yeah, that's that's the bad part. But I, 
I, I think we'd be better off if Jim Crane wasn't in this picture, whether that's entirely but, or he's just in the background funding stuff, but we just have a different owner. You oh, know? A different figurehead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, um, I don't know much about Jim Crane as a person. I don't know much about his business. I just know that he came in and he basically saved the Astros in the sense that they were just a failing product. And he was just like, I have money. We can kind of fix this. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've heard some shady things about him, but but we're not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, should, should is that something that maybe MLB should have done? You think they should have punished him in some way because i mean you have people saying they should they should have punished the organization more i I saw people going oh they shouldn't be eligible for the playoffs well that's not how it works because the team is still good and what do you like someone someone else was like well what are you going to do you're going to give the fifth place or like you're going to give the next team down that and what if they go all the way to the championships then they have an asterisk by theirs because guess what they only got in because the astros didn't yeah and the astros didn't get in because of this so just do what that onion article said and just give it to the mariners just give it to the mariners yeah, <laughs> yeah. they were the, they were the most okayest team the, so most okay, just... the world's okayest team dude r- real quick before we go to the the next point mariners man that was a sad sad year last year yeah because since i went to seattle and i was like hey you know hanging out with my brother-in-law and he was just kind of upset about it and i was like dude i thought this was going to be a year where we contended with them and the angels no it turns out Mm -hmm. neither team even showed up to play yep like mike trout showed up to play he got picked first and last because he's the only guy there yeah and poor shohei otani (laughs) like he was sitting in the corner with a broken whatever i forgot what he heard Uh, it was tommy john yeah Yeah, tommy John. john he's sitting there with a cat his arm in a cast and he can't get picked yeah so it's just you know whatever (laughs) Uh, they had their high moment at the beginning of the year with Ichiro, though. So, yeah, yeah, you know, in Japan. Yep. But what do we got next? Uh, the clubhouse interviews. Oh yeah, more so, more fun stuff. So this is where it gets good because um, people people were a little more sincere when it came to not being in front of I don't know potentially millions of people. I don't know. I don't know how many people watched MLB Network that day. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have people like Alex Bregman and and uh, George Springer, who reporters were saying they were visually upset. Which I mean, yeah, you're going to be visually upset. Uh, Bregman and Correa and Springer and a lot of the guys all kind of reiterated the same thing. Um, they all kind of said that you know we're all in this together. No one put us up to this. We did this. Not one person made us do anything. Yeah. Um, Springer said there's no really way to express how much we, uh, how much regret, regret we have, how much remorse we have. I'm sorry we're in the situation today. I regret the fact that we're in this situation. I feel horrible about our sport, our game, our fans, our city, our organization, and the way our team is being viewed. We are all responsible, and Carlos and Alex were great to us. Which does not exonerate Alex Cora or Carlos Beltran yeah. in any way. Yuli said no one put a gun to our head. It would be a lie to say that one or two people are responsible. We're all responsible. Everybody pretty much just said the same thing. Yeah, we should have done more. I should have said something. Yeah, Verlander. He, uh, dude, you got to feel bad for, for guys like him. who Someone who's literally just speaking about ooh. how MLB should do more about sign stealing before he showed up in Houston. Was it right before? It was right before. Ooh. You know, it's a uh, bad timing. 
he he comes in and he want to say it was actually that August that he said that. I don't know. Well, apparently, the Astros faced him that year. Well, yeah, that so, makes sense. Like faced Verlander, whatever. Uh, he said, "Looking back, I can't go back. I can't reverse my decision. I wish I had said more, and I didn't. For that, I'm sorry." And then someone asked, you know, what did you did you say anything to your teammates? And he go he said something along the lines of, "That's that's between me and my teammates. I'm staying away from any specifics." We ca- we crossed a boundary, we broke the rules, and we're sorry. And he kind of looked fed up. And I get it, because he was on the team, but he also wasn't. Yeah. Like, he wasn't on the team when this all started. You know, he was probably fed up with, with it while it was happening. Yeah, he was just kind of thrown right into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you again, in a situation like that, sure, you're Justin Verlander, but you're also in there with 24 other guys. Well, more than that. But 24 other guys who had been there. And you can't just tell them to stop if they've been doing that all year. They're going to go, okay, yeah, sure, Justin Verlander, whatever. It, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I can't see a date of when he said it, but it was in 2017 uh, in an Evan Woodbury article for MLive. He said, uh, it's not about gamesmanship anymore. It used to be, hey, if you can get my signs, good for you. In the past, if a guy on second base was able to decipher it on a few pitches... I guess that was kind of part of the game. I think it's a different level now. It's not good. Yeah. And then went straight to the Astros. Yeah. Was <laughs> part of that problem. Kind of, yeah. Uh, then you got... Um, I'll stop with Carlos Correa, but we're going to talk about Reddick real quick. He goes, I'm sorry we did what we did. I'm sorry for how it was handled. And I'm sorry for really the lack of how it was handled. Uh, it is. It is what it is and happened... We ask for forgiveness from everybody, and we move on. So, And then you have um, Correa. This is the beginning of the Correa. I don't know what you would call it. He wants to call His promotion it. to the head of PR for the yeah, Astros? pretty much. As he should be? Yeah, at this point. So he goes, he, he goes on about, like, people were asking about the articles that come out and stuff. He tells everyone that Beltran was the nicest guy. He was the best teammate, the, one of the best leaders. Everybody had a say, again, that whole thing. Uh, we had a chance to stop it, and we didn't. And then when someone, he kind of kept going on about the article and was talking about how people were saying that Beltran was intimidating them, he goes, that's straight-up bullshit. Straight-up bullshit. He said, Beltran's the nicest guy. He didn't intimidate nobody. I'm like, okay, cool. And um, somebody asked about the trash cans in the playoffs. He says that they still tried to steal signs. Um, but multiple multiple signs made it very difficult to steal signs. But the trash his quote is the trash can was there. Yeah, the trash can was there. Did they use it? Not really, because it would the fact have been too hard. It's too hard. It, he said it was near impossible because of everybody's everybody's using multiple signs. Because one, you're in the World Series, you don't want there to be a chance for someone to steal signs. So yeah. you're going to use multiple signs, regardless of the allegations of a different team. And then uh, he spoke about why it took so long for the Astros to speak out. Uh, he said it was the middle of the offseason. Not everybody lives in Houston. You know, we wanted to make sure we could all get together and talk about this. And then he talks about how they had the meeting the day before and, and kind of that's where the they... closed door meeting. The closed door meeting, the meeting they had by themselves. It was everybody from 2017 with Dusty Baker and I'm assuming Jim Crane. And maybe PR people? Who knows? <laughs> I don't think there's many. No, probably not. He fell asleep in the meeting or something. Jim Crane? No, the PR guy. Oh, I would hope it'd be more <laughs> than one guy. <laughs> I don't think there was. I don't think there's anybody there. 
so then you also have a few former players that have spoken out. You have others that have spoken out before all this, uh, like Stassi and a few others. Um, somebody asked Kemp about it. Again, he showed up to spring training the same day they did. Uh, he says, once I got there in September, the system was already in place. I just tried to put my head down and play hard and not really concern myself with it. Which the numbers show, Reddick, Kemp, and Altuve. If there wasn't, well, Kemp, there was no bangs. But Reddick and Altuve, uh, it looks like there were either accidental bangs or bangs that weren't with their consent. Yeah. Uh, the most notable player not on the Astros speaking out, I would say it would be Cody Bellinger. Which is what started the whole oh. Carlos Correa reaction. Okay, you're talking about other guys speaking out. Yeah. Uh, he said, I thought the apologies were whatever. I thought Jim Cranes was weak. I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving the players immunity. Those guys were cheating for three years. I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Everyone knows they stole the ring from us, but it's over. Not a lot of truth to any of this. No, no. And, and Correa <laughs> made sure that, uh, that people knew that. Um, but... We'll get there in a second because not only did Bellinger speak out. I mean, a lot of guys have spoken out, but the two that have gotten the most are Bellinger and then Kurt Suzuki, who the Astros faced last year with the Nationals. Yeah. Um, somebody asked him if they thought they were still cheating in 2019, and he said, yeah. He said, you could hear it in their dugout. We heard whistling, but what are you going to do? He's like, I kept thinking we have to go on the field, and we have to, work, we have to go on the field and work <clears throat> early on our signs in the World Series just to stop them from cheating. It's so stupid and so wrong. Well... You give it 24 hours, <clears throat> and um, Verlander and Correa come out, and Ver- they, they talk to Verlander first, because Correa was unavailable. Mm-hmm. Correa was unavailable. Uh, Verlander said, yeah, it bothers me, uh, about, about Bellinger's comments. He said, yeah, it bothers me, but like I said, he's entitled to his opinion, just like everybody else is entitled to theirs. Uh, we dug our graves and we're in it. And uh, somebody asked, him, you know, do you think the Dodgers and their Nationals are cheating us? No, I'm not going to speculate about anybody else. Yeah, that's not what we're here for. We're here for us. And that's when he kind of reiterated the dug- digging your own grave thing. And then Correa did a what was it like 27 minute interview with Ken Rosenthal, and then came back and everyone's like, oh shit, he just did an interview with Ken Rosenthal, and he kind of let it all out again to not local reporters but like our local yeah like in the sense of houston reporters and stuff and uh he just kind of went off man and i i don't know did you get to see most of the ken rosen uh, Rosen i didn't get to see any of that one yeah you saw the just the one clip right uh i don't even think i saw a clip i just saw tweets with quotes from him and stuff like that again chandler rome and people like that tweeting it all out Oh, okay see my, my favorite part was first of all with with the backstage like or not backstage with the interview in the hallway with the other reporters, they were kind of asking him about just different things right to get it started, and uh, he he went on saying that if someone were to bang the trash can while Jose Altuve was at bat, it was without his consent, and every time Altuve came back, whether it was a hit he was or not, he was pissed off. Yep. He was heated. Uh, he says they didn't try. Someone said, "Oh, did you try to steal signs on the road?" I think even Ken Rosenthal asked, and he he scoffed at it. He said, "No." He said, "No." Uh, How would they get away with that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, it was impossible. He's like, if we went to Oakland and tried to do that, he's like, there's so many more avenues you would have had to take to do it. He's like, it we, it wasn't doable. Yeah, we couldn't do it. Um, that's excluding the whole uh, codebreaker thing that apparently happened in 2018. Yeah, um, which apparently. According to Correa, the players didn't know any of that was happening. Hmm. 
<laughs> when it comes to, I guess, that aspect. Obviously, they have the know of a little bit of certain things, but not everything, I'm yeah. assuming. Um, and, oh, someone asked, you know, well, what about Mike Fires? How do you feel about Fires? He said, you know, I think he needs to apologize as well. He needs to tell the truth. He needs to clear Altuve's name. And he's the only guy that can really do it. Yep. He's like, you can ask him, and he will tell you that, that he did not cheat. So somebody asked Fires it's later that day. Mm-hmm. What do you think Fires said? Uh, no comment, I'm guessing. Uh, he said, uh, I refuse to comment further, yep. but we did it as a team. Thank you, Mike Fires. What an easy out. <laughs> Pretty much. So... He goes on about Cody Bellinger. This was during the Ken Rosenthal one. He goes, Cody Bellinger's job is to look for information, get informed, know the facts for sure before he stands in front of cameras. As he's saying this, he's looking right in the camera mm-hmm. like he rehearsed it, which is what Jim Crane should have done. But yeah. it's, it's great because I can just imagine Correa in the mirror just talking to himself going, okay, I know exactly how this is going to go. He nailed it. He goes, uh, before he stands in front of cameras and talks to other... Uh, talks about other players. You should be informed. If you don't know the facts, then you got to shut the fuck up. Yep. And uh, that I felt like the interview should have ended there. It was great. <laughs> um, it was it was just really funny to me. And uh, of course, a lot of people didn't like it. Apparently, it was on in the Dodgers clubhouse. I I read that. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> was it? Uh, I think it was. I think it was McTaggart that I saw that and was like, uh, needless to say, um, it didn't go, it didn't go over well. Yeah, he, retweet, he retweeted <laughs> one of the Dodgers uh, writers that said that, yeah. It was beautiful. And then... Uh, I, I love Carlos Correa. <laughs> I love him now. You know, last year he was kind of, not a joke, but it was just kind of like, man, I don't kind of believe anything this guy is saying. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, you got a rib injury from a massage. Okay, no questions, whatever. Yeah. We, we can speculate. But he's done more in this past week than any of the Astros front office has done since all this started back in, Pretty much. what, November? Yeah. So, God bless Carlos Correa. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, then somebody obviously asked, oh, did you hear the comments about Kurt, from Kurt Suzuki? And he, he went off and he ended it by saying, all players are above the lawyers, above the report. The, clear, the report clearly states that nothing happened in 2019. Then you have the audacity to tell reporters for cheating. He goes, enjoy the ring. Enjoy your teammates. You guys played better than us. That was it. You won. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, I don't know why, why you're coming and saying anything. He's like, you think we were cheating. You won. Yeah. Nobody won a single game at home. Yeah. It's, it shows they weren't cheating. Yeah, pretty pretty much. They weren't cheating using those methods. Yeah. So, and then uh, we'll, we'll get off the cheating in a second, but the last things are um, the buzzer thing, which is so stupid. Yeah, oh. I'm sick of hearing about that. But. Yeah, yeah, um, but we'll just touch on it real quick. They asked about it. Uh, Correa said, that's a lie. Nobody wore buzzers. Nobody wore devices. Um, it clear, the report said, stuff in 17, nothing 18. Nothing 19. That story should be killed already. We do, uh, we know for sure, for a fact, 100% as a team, that that didn't happen. Um, and Altuve goes, you know, it was a fake Twitter account uh, that started this. That started everything that makes me upset that a fake Twitter account can have so much credibility. I feel bad for 2017, 2017 but I can't say something that I didn't do. Wait, I can say... Oh, I can say something I didn't do was the buzzer thing. No one on this team wore a buzzer. Um, and then... Uh, they had asked Altuve about his comments 
from Correa defending, you know, Altuve not using the system. And uh, he said, you know, he thanks Correa for it, uh, but he has nothing to say about it. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. He he doesn't want to respond to Cody Bellinger. He takes Just responsibility. Put it all behind him. <laughs> yeah, he takes responsibility as a as a team. He takes the full responsibility of the team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that showed when him and Correa, him and Bregman went out there and made their canned statements. But you know, they were trying to be the figureheads of the team. Yeah. So, as the two most notable players pretty much pretty much i mean yeah uh and i want to end the cheating stuff with a quote from anthony rendon okay who played against us right in the world series uh he's now in the angels and they interviewed him about it and he said everyone is quick to hammer them down but at the end of the day we're not perfect people and i thought that was great because uh you know he's right. And you know, uh, I forgot what Juan Soto said, but Juan Soto said something about along the same ways. He was just like, you know, I'm just, we're leaving that to where it's at. And he's like, I have nothing to say about it, pretty much. Yeah, which is the way it should be. Yep. I, I understand the anger and stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, apparently the whole reason Astros players didn't get punished was because of the players' union. Yep. So the players' union is there to protect the players. That's what it did. So I understand being upset, but you can't be upset at your own union yeah <laughs> for it's, doing something it's that your way. own guys yeah. protecting these guys because they would say pre- for once i'm actually gonna be on rob manford's side and say like you can't say it's his fault no it's it not the M- uh, mlb pa players association right? yeah i forget what the acronym is but it's the mlb players association yeah, yeah. mlb pa yeah yeah and it's you know i i think that uh they did what they could do and they would do that for anybody else. Yeah. So, I'd say the only people who should be allowed to talk about it at this point are the Dodgers. Like you have the Yankees saying you have Stanton who doesn't even really play anymore. <laughs> say that he'd hit eighty home runs if he knew what pitches were coming. Which you know, if it's all well, slider down and away, he wouldn't hit any of them. So you're not wrong. <laughs> but but also it's. You know, Correa pointed out during the interview, like, he, he broke down every game of the World Series. And it was so funny, because he's like, game, I think it was uh, game two or three, he goes, um, no, it was game two. He says, uh, Cody Bellinger throws the ball away. Yep. He goes, a run crosses. He goes, you're going to say that we cheated, but... We had guys on second, and when we had guys on second, they would do more multiple signs, so we really didn't have a chance, so we didn't even try. Yeah. So when there was guys on second, and we got a hit or something, he's like, that's that's all us. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's no way you can say that wasn't us. So a lot of the Astros players, maybe not all of them, but, but definitely Correa, he still thinks that it's all a, a legitimate win, and I feel, I feel it, uh, but I think it's stuff leading up to that that throws yeah. their credibility away a bit the the season is you know debatable but i'd say that championship still stands yeah i mean mlb does too because yeah. they, they're not going to take it away yeah. so and they say that with a smug not a smug face with a reluctant face because i'm just like what you are you know, gonna do you can't do anything <laughs> anyways so pitchers yeah you know from here let's move on to pitching um brad peacock suffered a setback Apparently, he re-aggravated the nerve damage in his neck. 
so he's back to throwing at 90 feet which is i don't know how many steps away from a bullpen but they said he still hasn't thrown a, a bullpen session fun which sucks because i think he was gonna he was supposed to be the number five starter i think or number four yeah something like that cole gone yeah um because now i forget who it is we we looked it up the other day but there's like it's Verlander, Grinky, McCullers, Urquidy. Verlander, and then, yeah. So he was going to be the five spot, pretty much. Um, so now there's three starters that are facing, oh, three pitchers who were facing off for the fifth starter spot. We got Josh James, Austin Pruitt, both right-handed, and Fromber Valdez. Now, Austin Pruitt's kind of new when it comes to um, the Astros organization because we picked him up from Tampa Bay. So, so we starting with uh, Josh James? Yeah, let's start with Josh James. I was just kind of giving the idea who Austin Pruitt was because I know he's not a familiar name if you're not paying attention to many other teams. Yeah. Um, last year, not a good year for him. Well, he was a reliever most of last year. Yeah. Uh, 470 ERA. Uh, he was in 49 games. Games started. He started one game out of 49, so... Still four, over four ERA. With, yeah, as a relief pitcher for sixty-one <laughs> innings. Uh, I know. I mean, he does have a hundred strikeouts though, and sixty-one innings. That's that's great. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. I like to see that. Uh, his WHIP is one point three two one, which is not terrible. No. Um, I know if he loses control, he would typically give up a walk, and then strike the next two guys out or whatever. So I, I look forward to him being there i don't know where he's going to be i I don't see him as a starter yeah i think he's a great reliever i know he can start and i know they're where he is with him because he's such a high velocity guy how many innings can you get out of him and also you're you're trying to preserve the longevity of this guy's career because he's not only going to play for you and that that's selfish to think so yeah. you're you're trying to preserve this guy's career um as he is i'm assuming trying to preserve his own career so, like 26 years old. So, I, I mean, I think he's going to be uh, a reliever, personally. I could see it. I, I think he'd be better off there. Uh, I, I think he's just going to be... He, he excels there. If he can get in his groove, he will excel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, him and Framber Valdez are both kind of low budget right now, which yeah. is good. So... I mean, that's the best part about them right now, aside from how good they are. But uh, Austin Pruitt, from he's a Houston native. He's from the Woodlands. I suppose that's Houston. Um, he was drafted by the Rays. He is 27. He debuted 2017. And uh, let's see. Ooh, 531 ERA. Last year? Uh, 2017. Oh. His first year in the majors. Yeah, not uh, too good. How many games is that? 30 games, 83 innings pitched. Uh, where's his whip? 1.506. Uh, 66 strikeouts. Not terrible. What about uh the next two years? Uh, he hasn't been below four at all in the majors in ERA. He has... Uh, 465 in 2018, 440 in 2019. So, I mean, he's getting better. Uh, 
whip over those two years. Uh, one, 1.263 in 2018, 1.255 in 2019. So, like I said, getting better every year. Uh, not by much. I, I see him probably staying in a reliever role as well. You think so? Yeah. Or really, do you think he makes the team? Yeah. I mean, I last year he had he had game. like a hundred innings in. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, a hundred innings combined between AAA and uh, uh, between AAA and uh, the Rays. Just a little under a hundred, really. Uh, and let me see, AAA. Where's he? All right. Oh, five point four, and that's with eighteen games. He started six of those, so a lot of these are relief innings still. Um, whip a one point five. Uh, he only hit hit one guy in hundred innings. That's not bad. Uh, and then between AAA and and MLB, he had like uh, ninety strikeouts and like ninety innings, pretty much ninety to hundred innings, which isn't amazing. But uh, I think he has some promise, depending what he can bring to AAA. I'm not AAA. Uh, spring training. Yeah. I, I know uh, he's definitely going to be a help, regardless of where it's at. Yeah. Just going by numbers, I I say he starts triple a double a maybe uh maybe we'll see him later in the season depending on how healthy everybody else is was his a minor league contract i forgot uh contract it doesn't say on there i already tried oh uh let's see where is austin pruitt we're excited to add a good pitcher to our major league team oh okay yep So, yeah, no, it, it looks like Pruitt's probably just going to start on the team. Um, hmm. Depending, I'm assuming, on other situations. But let's see. Uh, apparently, he said he was extremely excited and more shocked than anything. Since there's 29 other teams, what hap- why is it going to be my hometown team, pretty much? But, I mean, hopefully... Hopefully that's a, a good acquisition. I'm, I'm hoping that'll look good for us. Um, and then the only other option is Framber Valdez, who is he's the only lefty, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure we still don't. I think we have may have one other lefty. I can't remember right now. But for a starter, he's definitely going to be the only one. And this guy, man, I thought he was going to replace Dallas Keuchel just instantly. Mm. No, didn't no. happen. <laughs> Last year was a... Pretty down Ooh, year for him. Yeah, five eighty six ERA. It it was not not that good. Um, right. uh, whip he is he was one point six seven last year. Uh, sixty eight strikeouts and seventy point two innings. Uh, seventy four hits, fifty one runs, forty six earned runs. Uh, he had nine home runs hit off of him. That's not terrible. 44 base on balls. Four hit by pitch. See, see, he walks a lot of guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he walks a lot of guys, but that's... Uh, I remember listening to the radio and stuff. Steve Sparks and Robert Ford were talking about it. Like, when he gets in a groove, oh, man, he gets in a groove. Oh, but yeah. when he loses it, he loses it hard for, like, one or two batters in a row. Um, With a whip of 1.67, you, you could be better. Yeah. Um, I definitely think he's probably... The shoe in. 
just because longevity yeah because i mean he's he's stretched out i'm mean, don't get me wrong it's it's a long off season i'm sure pruitt and james are stretched out to be a starter at this point um he only played 10 games in triple a and he had a 1.038 in triple a uh whip hmm. and uh that was only 44 innings though uh but he did play the dominican winter league how do you do there um 2.28 era Five games. He started all five. Uh, 23 and two-thirds innings. Yeah. 23.2 innings. Uh, 17 hits. 14 strikeouts. You know, it's almost uh, a little less than a strikeout an inning. It's probably like every other inning. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd say he probably has the best chances out of those three. to, To get that spot. Yeah, Pruitt, he definitely has promise. Um, we know the Astros pitching staff is Amazing. Pre- pretty good at figuring out pitchers whenever they come over. So that's why so. that's kind of why I'm excited about Pruitt. Yeah. Uh, but but I think I, I saw comparisons to Cole with Josh James talking about like um, changing certain things about his delivery. So maybe they're going to... I don't know. There's so much science going into it. It's yeah. it's it's really cool. Um, did you listen to Colin McHugh's podcast with uh, Brent Strom? Uh, that one was how long ago? Ooh, Sometime it, like early last was, year. Yeah, right? early last year. Uh, I think I may have listened to some of it. I don't think I finished it though. It was so cool to hear him talk about like just he Tommy John surgery could have been called Brent Strom surgery pretty much. Oh. <laughs> he, he he said that he got it around the same time. He he could have gotten it first or something like that. But uh, so he he's basically dedicated his entire career to preventing guys. It would have been BS surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. You're funny. <laughs> uh, no, but he basically has de- dedicated his entire coaching career to preventing anybody else from having to go through that. So he he tries his best to find the best delivery methods and and different methods of pitching. So these guys don't get hurt. I mean, obviously, people are still going to get hurt, but you're trying your best for them not to. Yeah. You're trying to give them longevity in their career. Because, again, they're not only an investment for your team, but it's a personal investment for them. They're investing their own money in, in themselves. Yeah. He definitely seems like a, a good, caring member of the team. So, so Fr- Framber Valdez is going to be fifth starter, and you think Josh James and Pruitt are going to start in the bullpen, huh? Yeah, either that or... They go opener. <laughs> well, I know they, they said uh, they were talking to James Click about it. And someone said, you know, you came from the Rays. Like, we still need to do a podcast on Click and Baker. It's just so much other stuff going on. But Click, yeah. <laughs> uh, someone asked him, you know, are you going to use the opener? Is that something you're going to use on, you know, kind of go out of your way to use? He said, no, we used it in Tampa because we had to. Yeah. Uh, he's like, these guys don't have to, but... If me and Dusty think it's going to win us a game, then yeah, we'll do it. You know, so he, and and Dusty has talked about. It. He said we didn't, we didn't call it an opener. It's just it's a bullpen day. Yeah, you have days like that. It's fine. Colin McHugh's still out there, dude. We, he's a starter for a while. We need to sign Colin McHugh. There's okay on Twitter. There's a Colin McHugh fan club, and yes, there should be. Yes, there should be. And Colin McHugh's wife uh, actively communicates, and it's so great. <laughs> They're uh, such they, a great couple, man. They they are so fun. I love those. They're two. so fun. Um, 
So the Astros made a minor league acquisition, or not a minor league acquisition. He's a non-roster invitee with a minor league deal. Uh, Jared Hughes, which if you haven't looked this guy up, look him up. <laughs> he's a fun guy. He, I like he's, him already. <laughs> yeah, I like him already. He put a poll on Twitter and said, today's photo day, angry or happy? He went angry. angry. One. <laughs> he went angry. Um, real quick, fun fact. After the deal was like made, like they saw him and he was there, whatever. Uh, you ever heard of Richard Justice? He's a reporter. No. Um, look him up on on Twitter. He he. I think he follows Houston sports mostly, but I think he just does kind of general stuff. Mm-hmm. He put historical context about the new reliever Jared Hughes. He's believed to be the guy who went into Charlie Morton's Wikipedia page three years ago and added that Morton's pursuit of baseball took him out of the family business, Morton's Steakhouse. Or as Charlie Morton says, says what? <laughs> I uh, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it definitely seems like a fun guy. Now, uh, how are his stats? Pretty average player from a, a glance. Um, definitely more good years than bad, I'd say. Uh, he's had as low as a 194. Four ERA, and that was in 2018 with the Reds. Um, 78.2 innings pitched, whip of is that 2018, right? Uh, 1.017. Okay. So, and then last year he was with the Reds and the Phillies. Uh, let's see, combined 40, 50, 60. Like seventy three games, um, thought it averaged a four ERA. Um, yeah, just just right about four. He he did better in Philly, but he also played less games in Philly. Yeah, um, he pitched about seventy five innings. His WHIP was not bad though; it averaged out about one point one. Yep. And then strikeouts. Where are strikeouts? One point one seven eight for both teams. That is. Oh, yeah, it tells you right there, doesn't it? I'm stupid. I was looking 71.1 at 71.1 innings. Uh, 54 strikeouts? Uh, yep. With James and um, Pruitt there, well, James Pruitt and Valdez, regardless of who goes where, you already got two relievers. What is it? I think they said they can carry, is it 12 or 13 pitchers now? Oh, yeah. Number of pitchers a team can carry on its active roster will be capped at 13. So you can't carry more than thirteen. Yeah, and then, that's including starters. Yeah, so eight extra spots. Well, right now, I guess. So if you nine. have five starters, uh, eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, they eight or nine, depending on how everything looks. Is it four <laughs> or five? Yeah. Yeah. Five man rotation. Yeah. So that that looks good. I I think he can be a a great addition to the team, and I think he definitely will be. Um, He's up there in age, but y- you know who I think he's kind of replacing? Uh, Harris, because we have that loss of Harris. Now I'm not saying his skills as good as Harris. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Harris was kind of the the veteran guy. Speaking of pitchers, uh, Zach Grinky has still not shown up to spring training. I love Zach Grinky. I so love Zach lovable. Grinke. He's he is the Sith Lord we all love. That was literally the best part of the playoffs is him looking like a Sith Lord ready to kill younglings. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, God, Zachary, he's so awesome. I can't wait to have a full season of him. 
he basically said spring training is boring, but he said that like what a year ago, two yeah. years last year with the uh, the Diamondbacks. He said right. that. Yeah, and he's. I think he said something. Along he only the showed lines. up like two days late, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he. I know he said something along the lines of, you know, he he sh- he asked if he could show up at his own pace. Yeah. And uh, they were like, uh, sure. And then when he showed up, like, I think the first time he did it, he showed up like ten days later. Um. He he showed up a few um, days later, and everyone was like, hey, uh, it kind of doesn't set a good example. And he's like, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, I won't do that again. Didn't really think about that. He's like, yeah, I didn't really think about it. So, yeah, but that's cool. That Grinky will be there soon. I'm I'm excited for that. And then uh, I'm excited to get a full year of Zach Grinky. I can't wait for all the just the the faces he's gonna make are gonna be great. All the amazing quotes about (laughs) was it Chipotle and stuff like that that he likes to give. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I'm excited for for pitching Ninja just to break him down. Oh yeah. Because now that we don't have Cole, he doesn't have anyone on our team to break down that's, like, super, not animated, but, like, does just fun things on the mound. Yep. Unless Justin Rylander tries to field a ground ball again, that'd be great. <laughs> um, last thing, Jim Crane apparently said to James Click that, if you need more, I'll get you more. Do you think the Astros are going to try to get anybody else? Or do you think it's not worth it right now? Maybe they're going to wait to make an acquisition for the trade deadline? I... I have a feeling they'll wait till the the trade deadline. That seems to be their method recently. Which yeah, it's it's worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation that far into the season. But where do you think it's going to be going? Like, do you think it's going to be um, a position player, an outfielder, uh, or do you think it's going to be uh, a pitcher, whether it's reliever or starter? I mean, if if Valdez, James, and Pruitt all do awful. I'm assuming yeah, it would have to be a I, starter. Otherwise, they're going to go four-man rotation. I I have a pretty strong feeling that's going to be pitching again. That's always kind of seemed to be their weakness. Which, yeah. Who knows what factors into that. Well, <laughs> pitch, pitching is, uh, I mean, definitely Strom's taken it to another level. So it's like that's kind of become the strong point, right? Uh, along with the rest of the team. But... Stubbs is working with Vigio. Yeah. <laughs> He's learning to play second base. Yeah, you know, so this is a, the start of a new segment. And by new segment, I mean, we when I do it last week, there was just so much news. Uh, this one we're going to call on my radar. Anyway. On my radar, so this is someone who's been on my radar, Kyle, I'm sorry, no, Kyle Tucker, no, we'll talk about Kyle Tucker later, Garrett Stubbs, Garrett Stubbs. You wrote it in the notes. I did write it in the notes. <laughs> Kyle, Garrett Because I wanted you to read it, and I wanted you to go, yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> Kyle Tucker, nope, Garrett Stubbs. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs is, is a catcher, right? He's looking to be the 26th man on the team, because now, you know, we will change this, which we're going to touch on next. You can have 26 guys on the team. He wants to be that 26 guy. He's learning second base, second base right now in spring training. <clears throat> Trying to be a utility guy. Pretty much. Uh, he appeared 11 games last year, six of them catching, and then I'm assuming some of the same games he went back out into the outfield because he played eight games in the outfield or appeared. Uh, adding another position would make him basically a shoe-in for, yeah. that, for that 26 spot. And uh, the cool thing about it is Guess who his roommate for the last four years has been? I believe it's uh, Matt Chapman it's from Matt, the A's. Matt Chapman, man. 
That guy's a beast. What do you think that dynamic's been like recently? Oh, you know, you know, I mean, Stubbs has not. I mean, he has no relation <laughs> to the 2017 Astros. Yeah, but I mean, still, you know. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, but it's just uh, he he's gotten a lot of benefits from having him as a uh, roommate. Hell of a player. He's so. a hell of a player, so he's learning a lot from him. And uh, apparently, the only reason he was even doing this is because uh, AJ Hinch, rest in peace decided uh, sometime in December, he gave him a call and he said, hey, I want you to learn to play second. <clears throat> so he said, okay, we're going to do it. And so now we, we have an A.J. Hinchless team, um, but I'm sure he he was very vocal about it. I'm sure A.J. Hinch wasn't the only one that someone probably came to him with the idea, like, hey, let's get Stubbs to do other stuff. So So now that he's at spring training, Craig Biggio is showing him the ropes. Now... I don't know how much you know about Craig Biggio. Did you know he started as a catcher? What? I'm being serious. I, did, I didn't know if you knew that about Craig Biggio. Yeah, I, I remember. Okay, yeah. So he was like an all-star catcher, and then he became, you know, gold glove second baseman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's good that he's taking him under his wing. And uh, apparently Stubbs is, I guess, small for a catcher. But uh, I think just saw that. Yeah, they say five, he's... 5'10", 175 pounds. I guess yeah. that's small for a catcher. Yeah. Definitely, I, I feel like the catchers are typically shorter guys anyway. I'm like five ten's not short. They're usually chubbier though. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, typically pounds. over two hundred pounds. Yep. Um, but uh, people like Gary Sanchez who take it to a whole new level. Well, I mean, look, not everyone can be on the subway diet. <laughs> um, but uh, Biggio said size wise, he moves unbelievable. So I guess because he's he's kind of lanky, he's he's not the tallest, but he's on the taller side, right, mm-hmm. for a position player. I guess. I don't know. 5'10"? I guess it's average for a normal position player, huh? Yeah. Either way, he said he moves unbelievable. So it's it's good to know that. And I, I think it's nice that he has promise uh, from uh, Craig Biggio's eyes. Oh, yeah. So I I'm think that... to see how old he is right now. Stubbs, I think he's like 24. He's 26. Oh, okay. He's about to be 27 in May. Sorry, I already had it up. All right. Yeah. And uh, he's not bad. Not bad at all. I mean, if we're looking at like his all-time average through uh, everything. Well, well, you're talking about minor leagues and stuff like that. Uh, let's just look at AAA. AAA, he played 170 games, 666 plate appearances. Um, duh, 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 duh. Batting average is 273. You know, OPS point, uh, seven seven. So definitely could get on base a little more. It looks like he struck out quite a bit. Um, but I look forward to him being a full season up there. Oh, yeah. With Dustin Garneau and uh, Martin Maldonado. He's kind of the backup for them. I look forward to it. I think he's going to be great this year. Oh, yeah. I see him doing big things. I, I sure hope so. Especially if he's a three-position player. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, really... If, you can if, throw him anywhere, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, if, if he can be corner outfield and then middle infield, I mean, no one's really going to be able to do shortstop like like any of the guys we got. We got three shortstops on the team. Oh, yeah. Um, but if he can fill in second base on days that we need need him to, I mean, we also still have Alette Diaz, but, like, you know, if, if we need to give those guys a break or if someone gets hurt, it's definitely someone we want to throw in there. We don't have Tony Kemp anymore. So Tony Kemp was kind of that guy. He could play 
middle infield and outfield. So, I don't know. It's going to be exciting watching them. Yeah, no, definitely. Any rule changes in the Rob Manfred press conference? Uh, so the next rule changes that they changed the roster size to 26, which kind of touched on already. Yep. And then at September 1st, it goes to 28. Now what's I'm okay th- with this. No, oh, I am too. I think that's going to be a good thing. I'm always for you know more jobs in baseball. Make the make the DH universal. It needs to be. Uh, why make the change? In addition to pushing the limits of common sense, why play by one set of rules for five months? Blah blah blah. Basically, they're just trying to limit the amount of pitchers you can have um, because, again, pace of play. Yeah, and then that kind of goes to the next one. Um, They're limiting the position players pitching. So now it's a lot different. So now it has to be somebody who's, I think it's been at least 10 minimum games and has pitched at least 10 minimum innings or something like that, which is to me absurd because that means... um, you can't have Mike Max Stassi or Tyler White pitch anymore. Well, I mean, at this point, they've probably pitched ten innings. But yeah. you, but you can't have like your AAA guys who are just there for the weekend uh, go in in a blowout. Well, it depends how bad the blowout is. I think that if it's like nine runs or more, they can have someone come in because they're like limitations on that sort of thing. Uh, position players who are not designated as two-way players will not be allowed to pitch in a game unless the run differential in the game is seven or more. Or if the game is in extra innings. Well, that sucks. Yep. I mean, again, I understand it because it's for the um, pace of play sort of thing, but I think it's stupid. They apparently had a record number of uh, position players pitching. 90 appearances in 2019. Yeah, but then we had a record number of home runs. I wonder how much position players gave up those home runs. Like, how many of those? And and then... uh, they have a minimum time. They raise the minimum time for the injured list from 10 days to 15 days, hmm. um, which goes hand-in-hand hand with the next one where they, they change the link of mi- minor league options. So basically it's ma- it makes it harder for you to switch guys on the fly. But at the same time, I think that the minor league one is looking out for the minor leaguers because you have guys like Tony Kemp, and like uh, Tyler White and a lot of those guys, that the only reason they're gone is because they were out of options. Yeah. But they were out of options because they got used and abused, and they got sent down and brought up and sent down and brought up. So I think that's kind of to prevent that, but it's also to prevent the abuse of pitchers. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's pretty much everything we got for this week. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Not that I can think of. No? All right. Well, uh... Let us know what you think. Uh, this is our second episode. We're still getting used to this. Tell us how you think the audio sounds. Yep. If it sounds bad, uh, put all of your complaints to at Fletcher Revival on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so Please you, tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Squeeze Play Pod. On, on both Insta and Twitter. And then I'm B in the CC on Twitter. I'm Fletcher Revival on Twitter and Instagram. So. And if, if you have anything you think we should talk about, anything you think we should touch on, um, we're definitely going to try to keep it um, segmented Yep. To, to a point. Maybe we'll start taking questions if we happen to get some. We Not that we any. have answers for anything. No, no. <laughs> if, if you care to know our stupid opinions about stupid things, go for it. 
But, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Astros news, we're going to talk about Astros players, and then we're going to talk about general MLB news. Um, we, we're always going to throw something else in there, but if you have suggestions and stuff you want us to talk about, or suggestions on different ideas, whatever. <laughs> Send them our way. Send them our way. Tweet them. Whatever. All right. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you. No, I just die.